Live once again every every Tuesday at eight. It's time for another insightful edition of the MCW cast. I'm Legacy MCW announcer Larry Legend. <laughs> I am Deacon Storm, and you are. I, I know who I am. You hesitated for a second <laughs> on you. I'm Tara. <laughs> Welcome you know, to the cast. You know what? That was my bad for a kickoff. I stumbled a little bit, but typically. I start off by just welcoming everyone, letting everyone know that every Tuesday at 8, we're here for another edition of the cast. And um, then I usually pitch it underhanded to Dan. Oh. But you are not Dan. So I, I throw the wrench in every week. Every week I do something. Well, yeah. I pitched it. I <laughs> no, pitched I it. But you know what I should have done is I should have made good eye contact with you to let you know, Brian, it is now time for you mm-hmm. uh, to add your your melodious tunes to the MCW cast. Very melodious. But that's all good. And we've got a, a guest with us for, right off the rip, which is rare. That's right. Well, this is a special occasion because we have Tim, we have Tim Spriggs here who just won the WNO Heavyweight Championship over the weekend. Yes. So <laughs> um, this this was uh, September, what, 26th, right? It was a two-day tournament. Two-day tournament, right. Two day. So we're going to ask you lots about that. We want um, our listeners to get to know you a little bit. So we're just going to do a quick rundown and let everyone know how they can help, how they can listen, how they can support us, the Coffee Club, of course, and uh, all your major podcast platforms. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Cast Breaker, Radio Public, CastBox, and of course, Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. That's right. <laughs> I had to I, stop for a second. You know, it is insightful, but the only way you can get the insight is to subscribe to one of our many platforming podcasting platforms. That was too many Ps. Or watching us by liking the official MCW Pro Wrestling Facebook and YouTube. Yeah, and speaking of YouTube, that's where you can find all of our Flashback Friday episodes. And this week we have... Uh, tribute to the Legends 2014. We go all the oh. way back there. It is the MCW Tag Team Championship number one contenders four way match. Whew, that was a mouthful. Buckchild and G Fed versus oh. the Punk Rock All Stars mm. versus the Hellcats mm. versus the Unleashed. And that was Desmond Xavier and Phoenix Fury. Oh, that's right. They had a run here in MCW as well. So that is uh, the Flashback Friday. So you can check that out there. I may not be up on everything that's going on in the world of professional wrestling, but I believe Desmond Xavier is one half of the current NXT Tag Team Champions, along with uh, Zachary Wentz. I know they changed their names. Different names, right. Yeah, they're a whole different thing than what we remember them as. But, you know, I feel like we give a lot of shout-outs to different folks that have come through the, the Maryland territory, if you will. Mm-hmm. And I often feel that Des gets gets left out. I mm-hmm. remember him distinctly. One of the last Shamrock Cups that I was the full announcer for was over in the, the green room in Dundalk. Mm-hmm. And I just remember seeing him and thinking to myself, wow, he's going someplace. Yeah. And damned if he didn't. And, you know, um, if you want to see some of his origin story, just watch the Flashback Friday on YouTube. Get a chance to t- take in Phoenix Fury and Desmond Xavier when they were a tag team. That's right. All right, so that is a lot. That's a lot we've got there, and of course we can't forget coming up. We've got um, our next show. We we're fresh off the heels of the Bruiser Strong 
uh, show that we did at the end of September. And we are headed right on into Autumn Armageddon, of course. And our next show is on October 16th. This one's a little bit different. This is part of the Celeb Fest. Yes. And that leads me to our other guest that we have today. We've got two guests for you tonight. And uh, that would be Chad Clark, who is the promoter for the Celeb Fest. So we're going to find out a little bit more about that, how you can get tickets, who you can expect to see there. It's a ever-changing lineup. So I'm sure that Chad will want to uh, share all of the people that he's got booked and coming in to meet the fans. And, of course, we're going to be doing a live podcast oh, and yeah. a show that night. So uh, October 16th is going to be an action-packed night. We've got a lot going on. It's a whole day. Super Saturday, in fact. Super Saturday? Yeah, that's what it's called. <laughs> that's what it's called. But but we'll talk about that. And, um, you know, we really want to hear from our first guest, who's Tim. We want to uh, take a quick break, and we're going to come back. And we want to hear this side of you and uh, let our listeners know who you are, why you're here, and why MCW is interested. So everyone stay with us, and we'll be right back after this quick break. And welcome back to the MCW cast. I am Deacon Storm, hosting alongside Larry Legend Legacy, MCW announcer, and the lovely Tara. And right across from me is the who's number one heavyweight champion. He just won that and a bag, from what I understand, this past weekend. A big bag. A big bag. <laughs> yeah, big well, bag. Um, wow. Uh, $32,000. Mm. Wow. 32000 richer right there. Yes. Tell our listeners what title, what promotion, like tell a little bit about what else you do. Because, you know, they're expecting to see wrestling <laughs> on this show. So let's clue them in a little bit. Okay, so I am a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt, submission grappler. This past weekend, I won the Who's Number One World Championship. It was promoted on this streaming service for Jiu-Jitsu called Flow Grappling. And this was the biggest, most well-invested jujitsu or submission grappling event ever just the amount of money that was getting thrown around the level of competition the best guys in the world were invited to do this tournament and i just so happened to be one of them going into it i was a minus four thousand underdog Ooh. to win wow so if you bet a hundred dollars mm. you would have won 4k and the interesting part about it was prior to this, I was completely retired from jujitsu. Mm -hmm. I was done and I had started my professional wrestling training here in April. Right. I get the call in July. The promoters are saying, Tim, you know, you're very good on the mic. We want you to bring that entertainment. We know you love pro wrestling. Can you do this event? And I said, sure. But I wasn't going to miss any pro wrestling practices. Mm -hmm. I was here every day except last Thursday when I flew out. And I just managed my training schedule, but I went against the best guys in the world. I came in there unranked, and I submitted two out of the top guys in the world. And in the finals, I beat the number one guy in the world, the best grappler in the world, in wow. seven minutes. You made him tap. Yeah, I felt his foot crack. Mm. Like, oh. I, I definitely, oh. I felt a pop. <laughs> I think I took his foot home. I thought I did. He was walking afterwards, but you know, when you break someone's foot, typically they got like about an hour or so before they, it kicks in. And it's probably like with wrestling where you have that adrenaline, you know, that's going during a competition. So you don't really, you're not noticing your injuries till later. <laughs> Absolutely. Maybe. I've had some of like very gruesome injuries happen to me and I didn't feel it. And I kept going and then I didn't feel it till like the next day. 
when yeah. you wake up in the morning. So you said it was it's a grappling tournament. So there were no strikes involved whatsoever, really. No, but I got a nice shiner today from it. But okay. No, no punches, no kicks. It's just you grab somebody, you throw them, you get them on the ground, you try to choke them out or break a limb. You know, it's basically. Okay. It sounds like you almost did one of those at least. Oh, I, I definitely did. I felt the two footlocks I got this past weekend. I definitely felt a crunch in my arm. Like I felt their foot oh give way. Oh, it's one of the reasons that the heel hook typically is an illegal maneuver uh, with a lot of sanctioning organizations. You you hit on a point there that I wanted to kind of highlight about the promoters wanting you involved because of the showmanship. You said that you bring. You know, you're good on the mic. Yes. A lot of people don't think that that's a factor when you get into like the the <clears throat> excuse me the combat sports like grappling. Uh, but do you feel that you're obviously you're a pro wrestling fan? Your your fandom of pro wrestling, uh, you know, gave you the advantage of being noticed and having these you know folks reach out to you to be a part of it. Absolutely. Uh, growing up, I was a theater geek. I know you probably wouldn't believe it, but I was in a theater. My mom was an actress. And I was really into that. So I'm used to public speaking. But growing up, I was a huge wrestling fan. My earliest memories of wrestling are uh, Thunder in Paradise. You guys oh, remember that show? I do. I, sure. do. I, I remember like WCW Hulk Hogan. And I was like barely like cognizant of what was going on. And I was a huge pro wrestling fan during the Monday Night Wars. So I was like flipping between the channels. I would go Raw. No, I'm sorry. Nitro would start at 8. And mm -hmm. then I would flip between raw and nitro and my guy was the rock because he was the only brother on there that they would let win so, <laughs> <laughs> i just pretty much just, yeah. yeah so it was just osmosis yeah oh, and man. i realized that at the end of the day it's entertainment no matter what we're doing we got to get the fans in there they you got to get them to pay their hard money to come see you win or lose and i love what i do I can't just do a regular nine to five. If I'm going to do something, I'm going to be dedicated. I'm going to put my all into it. And I think it just comes out when I talk about what I do. That's really, really kind of critical to, you know, yeah. success. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we see a lot of crossover sports in professional wrestling. You know, we see people who were, you know, um, Greco-Roman wrestlers in high school or whatever, or they're football players or whatever, you know, they, they make that crossover. So you went from a combat sport and how many years did you train for this? Like, what was your background here? In jujitsu, I started training in 2006 when I was 16 years old. Okay. I wanted to learn how to defend myself because I was what they would call a pencil neck geek, kind of. <laughs> and I wanted to learn how to fight. And I loved pro wrestling all throughout my life, but I made a decision one day. I said, I could always go to pro wrestling, but right now in high school, if I don't learn how to fight, I'm just going to be a victim for the rest of my life. So I started with karate when I was like 15, but then I was watching the ultimate fighter and I realized everyone was afraid of the jujitsu guys. Mm. It was the mm. magic bullet. And it started with grappling with jujitsu. And I went to crazy 88 Brazilian jujitsu in Elkridge, Maryland. My first day, I was the only kid there. I wore my karate gi and getting choked with jujitsu chokes with a karate gi is the worst feeling in the world, but I was addicted and I kept doing it ever since. Wow. Yeah. You know, I, um, I'm i actually quite familiar with the Crazy 88 school out of Maryland. There's an Owings Mill School and um, I just got finished announcing the WKA's national, US national tournament in Delaware in August. And there were several Crazy 88 fighters that were competing. And I've got to tell you, 
that they are a deadly gym. They are a winning gym. Uh, a lot of those competitors left the tournament, the two-day tournament, like the one you participated in, with championship gold. Now, this was a uh, an amateur national championship, so there was no $30,000 check for them. <laughs> uh, but, but it comes as no surprise that if you train with uh, Crazy 88s, which is based right here in Maryland, mm -hmm. that you, know, you came out of a two-day tournament the big winner. Yes. Uh, I just got to give all credit to the people that helped me begin. I've had lifetime friends from the team, from Crazy 88 and Team Lloyd Irvin. Uh, matter of fact, this weekend, one of my training partners from when I was a young guy, Ty Ryan Murphy, was in my corner, and like that's like my big brother. And like he, we believed in each other, and he guided me through it. And like if you watch the video of me winning, he is screaming at the top of his lungs, like "Get it, Timmy! Take the foot home! Put it in your pocket!" And I did. <laughs> that's that's kind of what you did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so with you, with uh, what Larry was saying about uh, you know having that time on the mic and how important it is, because we've seen a lot, of, and you've seen them, a lot of wrestlers who are like spectacular in the ring, but they can't say they can barely say hi to anyone. So you, what's circling now on the internet right now since your win is a promo that you did after your, <laughs> after your fight. So what was your, what, what was your like mindset? I know you're like going, you're over the moon. I wanted to let the world know who I was. Throughout my career, a lot of people doubted me. A lot of people hated on me. And if there's one thing I love to do more than anything is to prove people wrong. And I wanted to rub the world's face in it. Mm. Like I said, I was a minus 4,000 underdog. I wasn't on any of the posters. I wasn't talked about. And before the finals, they were saying that Tim Spriggs doesn't stand a chance. There's no way he's going to win. And I finished the best guy in the world in seven minutes. And that's what pushes me. That's what drives me. And that's what came out in the promo. And a lot of it is just how I feel. I visualized that moment, but all that just was off the top. That's just how I feel. Um, I think I know for a fact I'm the best in the world. I'm the real king in grappling, and I hold the crown. You I do. got the golden ticket. You beat the number one guy. So you said before this tournament you retired. Are you Now that you've won that, are you going to continue while doing pro wrestling training? or? I have two matches left in mind for me that make sense. Mm-hmm. I already made peace with myself that no matter what would happen, I would move on to pro wrestling because I love pro wrestling. Right. I wasn't even really training that much for this tournament, actually. <laughs> I was I, just going to ask how you fit that in with your wrestling training. So check this out. Like, I would do like strength and conditioning, like lift weights three times a week, and I would for sure do three jujitsu trainings a week, hopefully. Mm -hmm. If I was lucky, I did like five. Wow. But mostly it was probably like three times a week I was doing jujitsu. But I religiously came to pro wrestling training because it's my passion. And I just made that executive decision. Like, I'm not going to worry about it. Like, jujitsu's done. I was burned out. Mm -hmm. I felt as though the game was tired and dead. And I wanted to move on with my life. And I think that helped me with my performance, too, because I just let it go. I just emptied the mm -hmm. clip on him, you know? Not much stress either, right? Nothing. No. I was in flow state. I was in the zone the whole day. Nothing could affect me. I was very mindful, super focused, best performance of my life. But yeah, two more matches in mind, big money. I'm not doing anything less than five figures, the high five figures mm. for this. And I'm the best guy in the world. A lot yeah. of guys can claim that they're the best in the world, but nobody went out there, took on the guys that I took on. And let's be, I'm going to be honest too. My side of the bracket was the toughest. The other guy on the other side, like, it was set up for the guy that I beat on the finals to win. I spoiled it. I love it. And now I hold all the cards. 
and they got to come to the table and give me what I want. They don't peace out. I, I don't really care. I'm already accomplished everything you need to. I'm ending my jujitsu career on top. And now it's time for me to take over the world of pro wrestling. Mm. It's a great attitude yeah. to have. And yeah. if you are going to continue into pro wrestling, I, I think that it would be, it would behoove you to continue having that attitude. You did mm -hmm. mention that one of the reasons you liked watching wrestling was because, you know, the rock was the only brother that won. Well, as pro wrestling has shown us time and time again, a lot of the times it takes a long time for the brothers to be the ones that are booked to win. So the fact that you are entering into the professional wrestling realm with the confidence, uh, the same confidence you're having with saying that the fights have to make sense, I, I think that you should probably apply that to your future in pro wrestling, uh, which is that you were the prize. You were the one that they are coming for, not the other way around, that you, know, you should be thankful that you even have an opportunity with, let's say, an ROH or a WWE or I dare say an AEW, because at the end of the day, you, uh, like RJ, could really shoot on anybody mm -hmm. that stepped up to you and win. You could go out there and win the world championship if you wanted to. Absolutely. I say this all the time. Anywhere, anytime, any rule set, I don't care. As long as the price is right, anyone can get the smoke. I like the fact that you said mm -hmm. that because I've, I've, I've been known to, to win a couple – 30,000 myself when the price was right for that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Well, let me, so this is not a world that I know a whole lot about, the jiu-jitsu world. Now, will, when you leave that behind you to go pursue <clears throat> professional wrestling, do you think there'll be any kind of backlash? Like, do you envision people saying, what is he thinking? That wrestling, you know, he's here, he's on top. Like, do you? I'm going to get a lot of love. Yeah. The crossover of professional wrestling and combat sports has been intertwined since day one. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to bring a lot of people into the professional wrestling world from grappling. And I'm going to bring a lot of people's attention in the wrestling world to jujitsu. I am, as far as I know, professional wrestling's only black belt world champion in Brazilian jujitsu. I'm proud to carry the torch and I'm going to make it my own. I'm going to bring my own style and Everyone's going to know who Tim Spriggs is. When they watch a Tim Spriggs match, it's going to be completely different than anything they've ever seen. Tell us a little bit about the Tim Spriggs character you see for yourself as a professional wrestler. It's just me. Mm -hmm. I'm unapologetically myself. I don't look at myself as a character. I'm just a man that's been through a lot, that had to struggle, that came up in the trenches in the gym, that's traveled the world. I mean, I main evented 2300 Arena. ECW arena before stepping foot in the professional wrestling ring. Mm. I've been around the world. I've been to Abu Dhabi, Mexico, all throughout Europe, all throughout South America, all throughout the United States. And with that experience, I just got to tell you who I am. I just got to mm. tell my story and people are going to know. And I'm unapologetically great and I believe in myself. So if anybody wants to step to me, if anyone feels as though that they can take me on, I know I'm very new into professional wrestling, but I believe in myself and my eyes on the prize. And if people have a problem with that, so be it. If people have a problem with me saying that I believe I'm the best, so be it. But I'm here now. Mm -hmm. And just like I took over jujitsu, my plan is to take over pro wrestling. Well, Tim, yeah. it's all about the game and how you play it. And uh, <laughs> based on the way that you're handling yourself right now, I think that you definitely will be a force to be reckoned with uh, in the professional wrestling world. I have a question. What is your favorite play and what is your favorite musical? My favorite play. I loved A Winter's Tale mm. by Shakespeare. 
I know it partly. Mm-hmm. Yes. I played Leontes when I was 12, 13. That was a really good role. I like that a lot. As far as musicals are concerned, that's a tough one. Uh, I like doing damn Yankees. That was okay. it was pretty cheesy, but I liked doing damn Yankees. That was pretty dope. Off the top of my head, I'd say damn Yankees was pretty cool too. Now you're saying that you you played Leontes when you were twelve or thirteen. That's on the young side for Shakespeare. Yeah. Uh, was that like in school, or did you did you participate in any programs or anything like that? I did all the programs. I did all that stuff in school. My mom was an actress. Like my parents were in the army. But my mom's first passion was acting. So it just rubbed off on me. She'd reach Shakespeare to me. We'd go to plays all the time. We'd watch a lot of movies. So I'm really into movies and stuff. And she just put me into it. And I just liked it. You know, it just was my thing growing up. Mm-hmm. And I just loved the arts. And I think that's kind of why I like pro wrestling so much. Because yeah. it is theater mixed with violence. Which <laughs> very good at. <laughs> now, you said your your parents were in the Army. Uh, were you? Do you consider yourself an Army brat? Did you do a lot of moving around? No. So they got jobs where they didn't have to because they were officers. So, oh, so they, they were, they, they were, they were DC army. They were basically commanders of the DC national guard. Nice. So, okay. Also, that's another reason why they didn't have to. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm from Howard County. Yeah. Not too far from here. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I totally get that. I'm very familiar with the army situation. Now with, with you coming into pro wrestling now, I did some math when you said you were 16 in 2006. So I guess you're around 30, 31 right now. I turned 31 in two weeks. Okay, so you turned 31 in two weeks. Um, and from personal experience, I think that you coming in to this at that age is a really good time because you mentally are going to be way more prepared than most. I mean, it's nothing wrong for you to have 18, 19-year-olds come in and start training, but you are so mentally prepared because not only do you already have that showmanship and just knowing how shows work because you're a fighter, but now you can bring that uh, sort of maturity to the table here or, you know, wherever you end up past here. At the same time, though, I feel like that one of the reasons that the 18 and 19 and 20 year olds get so many opportunities is because they're a lot more pliable. Oh, yeah. A lot more moldable. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. When you have a 31 year old man in front of you who can articulate themselves and be like, no, that actually doesn't make any sense right. for me to, mm-hmm. you know. And usually it creates a lot of challenges. But I mean, who's going to step to the world champion? And be like, and fight him on it. And be like, oh, okay, well, no, you. There's a lot of guys that are in my industry that are afraid. As a matter of fact, right now, the so-called king will step up to the plate. I took his crown two days ago. No match set up. But, you know, I think my life experience has helped me tremendously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It's helped me mature, not just in the sports, but in life in general. And everything I've learned, I'm applying to pro wrestling and I'm enjoying myself. Well, you, you know something yeah, I enjoy, Tara? I enjoy that after all these years, we can have a relatively new student at the MCW Academy mm-hmm. that can proudly proclaim that they are a theater kid. Right. And that the theater, because when, you know, I myself am a theater kid, but, you know, back yeah. when I broke in, I would never let anyone know that I did Shakespeare plays and musicals mm-hmm. and loved all of these kinds of the pageantry that I knew were elements of wrestling. I had to more or less kind of stunt like, oh, yeah, I'm just one of the guys, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm a proud season ticket holder at the Hippodrome, so <laughs> hey. I, you know. I, I, I and you get take it. the kids. I see, you know. So absolutely. I mean, I, when I was a kid, in my yearbook it says I wanted to be an actress and a model. And so I don't know. Wrestling seems like it's right in those in, in, in that category. But it, we, but we come from an era where it was kind of taboo to talk yeah. about the performance part of the whole 
kit and caboodle, you know? And yeah. like I said, when I broke in, the one thing I never told anyone was that I went to performing arts high school. I mm-hmm. told them I came from New York, but I didn't tell them I was enrolled in the Tisch School of the Arts in New York uh, at NYU. So, yeah, we have really come full circle. Mm-hmm. And uh, with that, Tim Spriggs, congratulations from everyone here at MCW Pro, from all of us at the MCW cast. And, I mean, just having you here for a mere 15 minutes, we already can tell that the sky's the limit for you, my exactly. friend. Oh, yeah. Thanks oh, yeah. for having me, guys. I really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. Thank you so much. And everything you guys give into the wrestling committee, give me an opportunity to learn from the best. Really. Thanks, guys. That's You're right. Welcome. Can, can well, I actually ask one more question before I we guess. go on break? Yeah, Thank go you ahead. so much. All right. You said you had two fights Beacon. left that made sense to you. Yes. Who are they? Do you want to reveal them here or you want to uh, hold them? I don't too, think is he much. at liberty to reveal them? I don't know. I'll, I'll tell you right it. now. I don't care. So there's two guys who I've already beaten the best active right now. Two guys. Gordon Ryan, Andre Galvao. Those are only two guys that really matter to me. And they didn't want me to get this opportunity. Nobody wanted me to get this far. I'm here. I'm here to lay down the gauntlet. When I take these two guys out, I'm going down as the greatest grappler of all time. The only thing in the way is a bunch of bureaucratic red tape. I already got the $30,000. Biggest purse I've ever gotten. One of the biggest purses in the history of the sport. So if I can walk away, I don't care because I got a bright future in pro wrestling. But those are the two scalps that I want. All right. All right. I like the way you put that. Yes. Um, and I just want to throw in there real quick that not only, you know, do you have all of this going on, you know, your um, jujitsu and also professional wrestling, but you also have a podcast of your own, correct? Hey. Yes, I do. Uh, you guys can check me out on the BJJ Goons podcast. It's on YouTube or your favorite streaming services. We talk about all things grappling, combat sports, life, being, you know, a brother out here. Well, my, ho- my homie Nico, she's a female, but, you know. Uh, we talk about all that type of stuff, and we also have a Patreon. Uh, okay. Follow us at patreon.com slash bjjgoons. We have exclusive bonus content, special episodes. I show techniques, and you can catch me at timspriggsbjj.com. That's where I teach techniques. I do private lessons virtually and in person. You can get me for a seminar. I do game plans where I watch all your footage. If you're my client and I make a game plan for you with your best techniques, positions, and attacks and i do match critiques too where i'm like john madden and you see me in the bubble in the bottom i'm drawing like <laughs> what you're doing right and what you're nice. doing wrong nice. yeah. in real time so i i'm a very busy guy yeah you know? all right well Good. we appreciate you taking time to join us tonight and also to introduce you to our mcw faithful fans you know i think that they are certainly in for more tim spriggs get used to seeing me you're gonna see me <laughs> yeah. for a long time yeah. all right we better All right, well, we're going to take another break, and when we come back, we have another guest that we're going to introduce to you all, so stay with us. And welcome back to the MCW cast. We are joined now by our very special in-studio guest, the mastermind, the mad scientist, if you will, of Celeb Fest, Mr. Chad Clark. Chad, thanks for joining us this week. Thanks for having me on the show, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, and we're we're getting ready to go. Uh, Celeb Fest huge monumental success celeb fest one and now we're on the precipice of celeb fest two yeah Yeah, and we will go back to talk about the success of celeb fest one but first i'm so excited about celeb fest two can you just give us a little hint of what stars you've got coming in for this event and by the way for those of you not familiar it is october 16th that's right at benfield sports benfield sports center Center in millersville Millersville. yep Yep, that's near annapolis right Mm -hmm. okay so 
who can fans expect to see at this event? Uh, we have uh, the Steiner Brothers, oh. the oh. Iconics, uh, nice. JBL, the Godfather, Lita, Mickey James. We have 53 guests. In wow. There. Wow. 53. Amazing. All right. I'm a big Whoa, fan of the Godfather. Wow, wow Shocker, you can count that high. Take your headset off and beat it, Bozo. What is Whoa. Going what, is, what are you laughing at? The only star that matters on your stupid celeb fest is me, the headliner of your show. My name is Brian Johnson, but you, you bozo, you're going to call me the Mecca. Hey, you keep, keep laughing at me. I'll smack the damn smirk off your face. I have worked my entire life to represent companies like MCW, and I'm going to do so in front of a bunch of celebrities on October 16th, and I'm going to do so by retaining this championship. You want to put Kakoa in a match against me? Why? Because he got one damn lucky win? Fine. I'm going to eat his lunch and spit him out just like I should to you, you little punk. Your entire celeb fest is built around me, the headliner, the mecca, Brian Johnson. And come October 16th, well, they're jacked up with celebrities, Hall of Famers, bonafide superstars. There's one name they're all going to remember. And it's the M E C C. Hey, don't forget it, jackass. Oh. Wow. Uh, Chad, first of all, I just want to, on behalf of MCW, apologize for that interruption. Um, I, you're on the championship committee. There wow. should be something. That we've never had I, anything like that in here. Um, doesn't that door have a lock on it? Oh my I mean, it should have been locked. That's Deacon's job. We're going to have to work on security. Yeah, well, probably so. I, I, um, I guess we better... Uh, get ourselves back together here. Take, I mean, should we? Let's just go to oh. another. Let's go to another break real quick, and we'll be right back, uh, fans, with the rest of the MCW cast. I cannot believe I, what happened. All right, so we are back. That was unprovoked, Deacon, are uncalled you, are for. Are you good, Deacon? It happened so fast, man. Yeah, like, and you were out the door just even quicker. Well, I mean, I kind of had to. It was. Yeah, I mean, I'm, that I'm fight or flight instinct must have kicked in. That's what in. it was. I, I get it. That's I what get it was. Yeah. yeah, but you're okay, right? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Okay, I'm good. he didn't, like, hit you with the belt on the way out I mean, or anything no, like no, that? No, 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 no. He kind of just brushed past me as if I didn't exist, so. Okay. Cool well, you that. know what? You okay. give him a receipt on commentary. How about that? Yeah, yeah. That's actually a good plan. Yeah. Well, but, so yeah. according to the Mecca Brian Johnson, it doesn't matter the 53 guests that Chad was just telling us he was bringing in because there is only one person that people are coming to see, and that is our MCW heavyweight champion, Brian Johnson, the Mecca himself. Well, he's pre he's pretty prominent on the poster for our Autumn Armageddon, so I guess. Well, it's that symmetry thing. He's well, be yeah, like that, that and, and he is the reigning champion. So this is true. I guess he got a little under his skin that we're in here, and the first name out of our mouth when we're talking about Celeb Fest 2 is not... Brian Johnson. It was the Steiner brothers, for God's sake. Yeah. Like, come on. I suspect that he would happily challenge them as well. I like, even be surprised. I, I mean, we saw at the end of the Bruiser Rumble that he held up that flag that said Mecca versus everybody or everyone. I yeah. forget what it said. So I, I don't think there's anyone he won't face or challenge. So, you know, I don't know. That was uh, definitely not what I saw coming no. this evening. No. Well, you know, Deacon, I suggested that you give him a receipt on commentary, and I'm going to say this right now, Chad. If I were you, I'd have my eye on that championship match on the night of Autumn Armageddon. Oh, yeah. And if you see a minute or an opportunity to pick your spot, hey, 
All's fair in love and war, brother. He had no right to put his hands on you and come in here and, you know, run roughshod. So, you know, I'm not I'm not trying to instigate anything. I'm not trying to stir it all up. And I'm just saying, you know, in the world of wrestling, anything can happen. This very, is very true. Very anything true. can happen and generally does, does happen. happen. Indeed, so. yeah. Yeah. I'll well, stay on the promotional side of things. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't want to see you get hurt either. And gosh, that Brian Johnson, he'll hurt you. Wow. Well, le- let's talk about the promotional yes. side of it for a second here. So I know we kind of jumped forward because we're so excited about Celeb Fest 2, but let's go back to Celeb Fest 1 and how you came upon this uh, concept and brought it to fruition and kind of walk us through that and the success that came from it. So I went to New York. They have an event up there called The Big Event. And I know the big an, event. There's yeah. another one in Albany the very next day. So I went to those and I was like, we don't have anything like this in, in Baltimore or Maryland or in the area. So when I got home on Sunday night, I started calling all the vendors from the area up there and said, hey, I want to do something in my area. Would you guys come down? And, you know, eight out of 10 guys said, yeah. And then I started getting the venue, mm-hmm. uh, calling, you know, wrestlers to book them for, you know, to do the signing and stuff like that. And then it just tore off. And then. Three months later, we had it, and then. So, who were some of the names that you brought in for Celeb Fest One? Uh, we had Kevin Nash, um, Mark Henry, Ted DiBiase. We had fifty plus guys the first time as well. We had um, ooh, so many, IRS, Nick Aldis, uh, Victoria, yeah. Rock and Roll Express, Tony Atlas. They, you know, these people you're naming are all people who have appeared in MCW. To be honest, I was thinking that yeah. same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Hey, those are some of our MCW faithful fans. <laughs> yeah, so I guess to get a lot of these uh, talents, you had to go through uh, uh, promoters like Eric Sims. Yes, yeah, so Eric... I called Eric Sims. I called a couple other guys in New York, uh, Rich DeGregorio, uh, a few other guys that are up there, and then uh, Jerry Sorrentino, mm-hmm. just other guys that I know through the circuit. And then they gave me phone numbers of other guys, and, hey, this guy might want to come, and mm-hmm. then it just took off. Yeah. Um, I, I got a uh... – Gosh, it just escaped me what I was going to say. Um, someone else, sorry. Okay, I'll go. <laughs> so, so you got your, so you, you know, you went up there to New York and you kind of got the idea to bring it down. Um, but, you know, that's not a, a regular feat. Like, I can't go to New York and be like, you know, I'm going I'm to open that. So, like, where'd you get your start? Well, um, I do like other stuff with other sports, baseball, football. We do signings and public appearances, endorsements. Right. And then, like, I've always been a wrestling fan. So, I did a couple signings with, like, Ronnie Garvin, Buff Bagwell. And then one of the guys that did the stuff in New York said, hey, bring guys up here. We have conventions all the time. And then I went up, and then it just it, – I fell in love right away. I was like, man, I can do this because, like, I like the planning part. I like mm-hmm. just seeing it come to, you know, fruition at the end. Like, it was it was a good it was a good thing. I, I remembered what I was going to say. Okay. Um, so I was familiar with the big event. I used to live in New York myself for many years, and I would always see uh, – the big event would just draw draw these amazing crowds for like indies, and they would always be accompanied by a show, and there would be no less than a thousand people at every one of these shows. So I guess eventually I kind of caught on to the fact that you kind of hook people with being like, "Hey, you get to meet all of these legends, and then stick around because that night or that afternoon or all throughout the convention." there's going to be a live professional wrestling show and maybe, you know, some of the stars will, will come on there. And I just think it's an amazing idea. Did you, who, who, who's the first person to ever do one of these kind of conventions and marry them with a wrestling show? Do you, do you have any idea where this, where this whole kitten caboodle started? I don't remember where, but I was, you know, a kid and I went to one in uh, Allentown, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. There was like 
I think it was the Hamburg Arena. They had like a small, you know, convention in the daytime. It was maybe twenty or thirty wrestlers, and then nighttime they had an indie promotion, and some of the guys hung around. And I was like, it was awesome. Like, yeah, you and get a whole day of wrestling. So we've atta- we've done that here at MCW with our tribute to the legend show, which we've always done a show but then a few years back we decided to step it up and do our own convention here because you know we have the the market space here and everything so it was conducive to having that and that was kind of neat for us to you know we've always brought in names and some of the legends and you know sometimes they might make an appearance on the show but being able to give a forum to the fans to interact with and meet and i think that was you know it was a long day for us i know that um but the fans seemed really receptive to it and they always ask us when are we going to have another tribute to the legends convention you know so it's Having worked on that side of it, I I know how much work goes That's into it. Plus, we were putting on a show too. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a lot. And as we talk about it now, that I think about it, when we were growing up, I remember that at WrestleMania, I think it was WrestleMania ten was the first time that they had the fan the fan, the fan access yeah. or the fan fest. I think they called yeah, it. Yeah, it was for a the fan yeah. fest. Yeah, yeah I but, think the first access was like two thousand. Yeah, like, okay, where they yeah. called. I was there. Yeah, I, yeah. I went to that one. I think that was but the, the fan, first or second one. The fan fest for WrestleMania ten, the big you know ten year anniversary of when it started, was there was a fan fest and there were matches during the afternoon. I just want to know who thought of it first, you know? Is that something that WWE kind of saw, you know, promoters doing in the Allentown area and was like, hey, that's gold. Mm-hmm. Let's get that as a part of the festivities of Mania. And- yeah, the WrestleMania experience. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. exactly. Before it even was a thing, the yeah. WrestleMania experience. <laughs> right, well, and, and that's what fans want. Like, you know, wrestling is... You know, to be a wrestling fan, you are part of the show. You know, when a fan leaves a show, you know, if it's a if it's a good show, if they leave one of our shows, they go home, their throat hurts the next day, yeah. <laughs> you know, their back hurts from standing, their hands might be sore from clapping. Like, it's a physical experience, you yeah. know, and they, they go home, you know, because we take them on a ride, you know, the yeah. ups and downs, you know, and then they, they have been a part of the show, particularly our ringside fans. Mm-hmm. I mean, we see all oh, yeah. the signs they bring. And, you know, that's what's cool about indie wrestling is that they get, to be closer than they yes. would at say WWE, you know? So yeah. then when you can take it to the next level and give them that interaction with the people that they grew up watching on TV, you know, even if it's just a quick, hey, how are you? Nice to meet you. Like that is a lifelong memory that they're they're not getting from, you know, the bigger companies. Like that's that seems like this little niche thing that indies have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's also something I wanted to do when at the big event. Like I've seen that they rushed people through the line a little bit and I didn't want to have that because... I was that little boy that wanted to remember this and mm-hmm. you did that. So that was one of the the first things I wrote down was like make sure you don't rush people through the line. They get they want their experience and stuff like that to be good. So mm-hmm. and I got great reviews after that because everyone said that, you know, the lines weren't terribly long. They got to talk to everyone, no one rushed mm-hmm. them through and it was good. So Well and and you know, by having the quantity of people brought in that you've brought in that helps to alleviate the the line congestion you know where you've got 53 people to choose from then you go there i mean like the lines at access are terrible like they're awful i mean (laughs) it 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 sours your experience like i've been to multiple accesses and i took my kids to one three years ago or four years ago and i was like this is this for a kid fan stinks so 
to me. And they were rushing people through and they still didn't have the line control. Like it was it was bad. And, um, you know, they would do the switcheroo thing, too, where you waited in line for two hours to meet somebody. And then they'd pull the switch and be like, oh, you know, here it's so and so is up next. And it's like, no, no, no. I just I wasted Sean Michaels and Diesel, not Deborah and Jeff. Jarrett. Right. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah it happened to us because my youngest son is a huge fan of Dolph Ziggler. And so, of course, we bought tickets for the time slot that Dolph was appearing. And we were the next one in line after being there for two hours and they said oh it's the wild samoans oh <laughs> so oh, <laughs> this was this was a family trip so wow. we had our day too yeah there and we were like oh, excuse me <laughs> right right i <laughs> bet i don't think we'll be meeting the wild samoans today <laughs> we're still we're here for Dolph Ziggler mm -hmm. and um you know but that's the kind of thing that you encounter at these events like and you could hear grumblings of people all around us they're like but i wanted to be here you know what i mean yeah. and, and then one of the takeaways was that they really didn't get to meet the people that they thought, you know, and you could only buy a four hour ticket and everything. Mm -hmm. And there just wasn't time because you spend two hours waiting for one person. So the way that you've handled it and having multiple people and being able to not rush people through the line and give them that experience, I think speaks volumes because it's not something that if fans have gone to something like access, it's not something that they've experienced. You know, they probably had maybe a negative kind of yeah you know and also with me having there's so many guests it's all different uh, different generations like right. there's older guys there's current guys there's female Females. wrestlers so mm -hmm. i kind of wanted to mix it up a little bit and do it that way as well so that's so, what i wanted to pride my whole thing on was kind of being diverse yeah so you so you, i mean you've dealt with so many uh stars from the first slept fest and the second one i mean I, I hate to kind of put you on the spot with this one but is there like somebody that you really really enjoy working with yeah, I just had Molly Holly at uh, Icons of Wrestling in Philly, and she was the best. Nice. And I Aww. told her. I nice. Told her, so. you told her. Yeah. <laughs> She's very pleasant, very great with the people. Mm -hmm. like, it's just great. She was She's always been yeah, one of my favorites. I've favorite. never heard anything yeah. but no. great things Ever. about her. Yeah. yeah. Ever. Nothing bad. She was yep. Great. Yep. She stayed on ring crew for a long time when she didn't need to. Yeah. Like, she would show up early to the arena and with the referees mm -hmm. and kind of, um, you know, the other staff that set up the ring, she would do it even into like the height of her molly holly mighty molly deal she mm -hmm. was down there ponytail tied up just does she do a lot of these conventions no well actually the one we did think we, so she's actually got a job with wwe she's a backstage agent now so okay. oh. well there she's, she's yeah, not going to do any she's not doing anything for a while so we were fortunate enough oh, to have her good. She that's was great. Good. She was very good. That's awesome. Well, some of these, you know, guys and girls that have been around for a long time do a lot of conventions and, you know, they'll take any any booking, I guess. I mean, I think we've all seen, you know, the Virgil memes. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> lonely Virgil. Wait, let me ask. Is Virgil booked? No. He was booked, <laughs> he was booked for the first uh, Celeb Fest, but he missed his flight. Oh. <laughs> so, no one. That could have been his best booking yeah. of the year. Damn it, Virgil. Damn it. <laughs> I would actually like to bring him, though. I'm sure that well, if he was booked, he probably would have tried to get as close to DiBiase as possible. Because oh, he was here no the doubt. first time. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. We've brought him here before. Virgil's been here. He's a great guy, too. Yeah. 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 Well, and so you get to know some of these. And you've yeah. been a lifelong wrestling fan, right? Oh, absolutely. So how cool is it, like, getting to meet some of these people that you grew up watching? Yeah, like, Greg Valentine calls me all the time. It's pretty cool to see the oh, stuff wow. light up on my phone. So it's like. I kind of mark out a little bit when they call. <laughs> I bet. It's okay to do that, yeah. you know. Yeah. You nice. talk to your like your childhood heroes and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. Well, That's you know, the they always part. say, you know, don't meet your childhood heroes, but here you've not only met them, you've hired them. So, yes. you know, I think maybe there's a little bit different dynamic going on there. Yeah. I don't try to make it like, you know, they work for me or do this or do that. Like I, you know, I try to take care of them and mm -hmm. 
make sure they're comfortable as well. So. Right, right. Well, that's, you know, people don't realize that, you know, a meet and greet can be really draining. You yes. know, I mean, that's, yeah. y- you got to be up the whole time. And then, you know, you're, you're talking, you're interacting. They have a and... flight sometimes halfway across the country. They didn't get in too late. They don't get enough sleep. Right. And they still have to be pleasant. Yeah. So that's a job in itself. So Exactly, yeah. exactly. I know we've, it hasn't happened often, but we've had people we've brought in here before that people kind of complain, oh, they were being rude to me or, you know, they were taking too long or, Ric Flair had to go to the bathroom too many times. I mean, like, right, humans, right. Yeah. Like, th- that is that was a legit thing that people complained about was the number of bathroom breaks a 70-year-old man took. I mean, you know, so you, you get that kind of... You can't please everyone. I, I'm definitely right. learning that now. Like, cancellations, <laughs> people are like, like, it's my fault. Like, I really want to cancel someone. Like, I want all the names that I can have here right, possible. Right, right. Not- well, we... We are going to talk about the troubles that you've had with the second celeb fest. <laughs> We're going to do that on the next segment. But, um, you know, it it must be quite an undertaking to plan one of these. So do you sit down with, like, your wish list first and then kind yeah. of work from there? I kind of do. Like, I kind of know who's popular and, you know, who hasn't been around in a while. Like, I call Dennis and Dan. And, mm-hmm. hey, what about this guy? Has he been, you know, there's, like, there's, like, a thing in the um, convention thing, like, three years. So, okay. like, you try to, like, the first Celeb Festa now, we only have two repeat guests. So, I want to keep wow. the fresh faces keep it as fresh, much as I can. Yeah. And it's hard because, like you said, a lot of these guys are every weekend somewhere. <laughs> and so, yeah, I did I did a list. Like, I know AEW's hot right now. So, I went and put down the guys that I would like to have and started calling agents, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And then I put a list together and we started getting names and started naming guests. And it tore off. Like, yeah. So, it's never ending. It's like, my first convention was over May 15th was the date of it. Monday was the 17th. I announced the date for the second one and two guests, like the very first wow. day I possible. Yeah. So I didn't wow. want to like the, let the iron cool down. So the first one was in May, May of 15th. this year. This year. Wow. Okay. And it, that was six, It's almost, it's five months exactly to the date of the second one. And like I took two days off when I told myself I was going to take a month, kind of recoup, <laughs> sleep, make a list and then get into it and then. So that must have brought a new set of challenges, planning a convention in a pandemic. Yeah, it was definitely the biggest challenge, probably. And in Maryland, of course, which we've talked at length about, you know, the Athletic Commission Uh. and different things (laughs) that we have, everybody. uh. Um, Yeah, but so you were planning not just your first convention, but a convention in a pandemic after people had been sitting home for like a year. So I know at the time in the spring, we didn't know what, the state was going to allow as far as capacity restrictions like what was that like so putting this together the first thing i did was like see what the cdc guidelines was and when i talked to the venue because they're in anne arundel county what their count state and county are different yes. so, so he said that it was 50 percent capacity and everyone had to wear a mask so going into it i was okay with that but i still got every other day do we have to wear a mask uh how many people were allowed in the building all the, all the same questions right. over and over again but yeah, I found out exactly what it was right off the bat. And then luckily, the convention was on the 15th. The day before was a Friday, the 14th. Mm-hmm. That was when the mask mandate was lifted. Oh, yeah. wow. So it was like perfect timing right for it. Everyone was sitting in the house. But, I gave them a convention and just all, thank God, worked out the way it did. But it's capacity was still 50%, still 50%, right? Still 50%. Okay, okay. So the building holds 1,400. And with vendors and talent, I was allowed to have 600 people inside. Okay. And we sold and had 584 people in the building. So wow. Pretty much a sellout. Wow. Right. That's that's great. Yeah, and that's no small amount. 
No, sure really, and especially in these kind of tumultuous times, mm-hmm. like you said, the mask mandate was lifted the day before, you know, and there were still so many people not vaccinated yet, and, right. you know, people weren't going out necessarily and doing things. So the fact that you were able to get 600 people there is, you know, quite an accomplishment. I think that the, the pandemic helped me a little bit there because people were itching to get out. And, yeah, oh, yeah, they really were. Because in the big event was uh, two months before, and he had the same problem. He had the mask mandate. And he had a capacity issue in a big hotel with a ballroom, and he still had to keep it to like 500 people as well. Oh, wow. Yeah. So wow. it was a struggle. Yeah. Well, so I guess going into Celeb Fest 2, you won't have to worry about no, all no, of that. No, so no that's capacity good. or no mask mandate. Yeah, so. we're kind of out of the woods, I Ish. guess. Well, we're learning to live with it, let's say. Yes, we're not out of the woods. We're learning oh, to man. live with yes, it. We so, did. you know, it is, it, it's, still uncertain times you right. know and that probably i think that it's probably had an impact on our shows as well you know we've only had a couple coming back mm-hmm. um, we've certainly had great crowds but i know that there are you know because i've corresponded with some of our mcw faithful they're holding off for a little bit right. you know they're not ready to be in an indoor setting unmasked with a bunch of strangers you know yeah so and that's their right yeah, you know, you know. Yep. Mm-hmm. so well, and I think just being prepared and like you said, you were prepared for everybody to wear masks. You had the reduced capacity. So, you know, all of that is one way to make people feel safe, you know, yeah. and mm-hmm. to, to come out and do that again. And I tell everyone that asked me, do I have to wear masks? You don't have to, but if you want to, you can. There right. you go. That's all it needs yeah. to be. Yep. If you you're com- Whatever you're comfortable with. So. Right. Oh well, that makes sense. All right. Well, we're going to take um, another break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about, you know, all the preparations you're doing for Celeb Fest 2. And I want to hear the rest of the names on that list before we were so rudely interrupted. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We can't forget that. But let's are, make sure we start off with his name this time, because he might just be lurking and, and wanting to. Are you, are you a little bit scared there, Larry? What? I I mean, he came I on that look, time. Look, is scared, I'm the so. one that was physically attacked. Here, oh, now okay? we're physically attacked. Yeah, I was beat down over here. Beat down. Wow. Absolutely. Thank you. I'm glad someone gets pressing it. charges. I mean, no, that's just a little too far. I'm still, oh, just too far. OK. All right. See Deacon Storm back in the ring. What? Yes, let's see. <laughs> versus Deacon Storm. That sounds fantastic. Oh, maybe I'm going to stay retired. I don't know. Oh, I'll stay back. Okay. I wouldn't blame you. All right, well, fans, stick with us, and we'll be right back after this break. All right, we're back here with our special in-studio guest, Chad Clark of Celeb Fest. Now, uh, Deacon asked, yeah. uh, you know, out of all your different celebrities that you work with, who is one of your favorite folks you said molly holly i'm gonna put you on the spot here can you tell us about any guests that you had to interact with that was kind of like a challenge uh, to the point that you were like i don't know if i can do this a couple of the females that i had were a little diva-ish challenges were like not nothing bad but like the backdrops off or it was just little things that most people wouldn't care about but it's what it is yeah i just said can i get you anything (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> well it is the business where image is everything yeah. so and i grew up in a house with all sisters can i get you anything <laughs> oh so you know already what to do yeah. Yeah. yeah i'm so sorry can i get you anything a purse, <laughs> yeah. a purse. <laughs> <laughs> so, it was just like anything there's challenges but like i can't get pissed off and say anything because i want to work with them down the road so that's why in I wouldn't three say years any, that's why <laughs> i wouldn't say never say a name Right. There you go. Except for the good one, for when something's good. Yes. Yeah. 
Never there been. Does the Iron Sheik still make an appearance or two? Does it he does ever not. come up? It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't travel his health. But yeah. that would be yeah. a, he would be a great one. Yeah. Well, <laughs> We should ask Dan McDuffin how he feels about the Iron Sheep. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, actually, we should probably ask him that. <laughs> but, oh, gosh, yeah. Oh, so, so I want to talk about the some of the issues that have been out on the Internet with um, the struggles you've had with Celeb Fest 2. And you had said how you make a list of all the names that right. you want and how hot AEW was. Right. So... You know, as with any promotion and anyone who's ever attended a concert or a wrestling show knows that at the bottom of every flyer, it says card subject to change. Now I know exactly what that means. It can (laughs) and will change. I mean, we've had to do that as well. We've talked about some of that on our on our previous episodes. But why don't you tell us what happened as far as Celeb Fest goes? So when I booked the date, like I looked at, you know, WWE wasn't traveling at the time and neither was AEW. So I thought a Saturday afternoon would be great. So. Uh, two about a month and a half ago, I was watching AEW on Wednesday, and they announced a live uh, event on the same day as my convention. And I was like, "Oh shit, what's going to happen?" <laughs> so immediately, like people were like, "Are, are they going to cancel? What are they going to do?" And then I called all the agents, all the wrestlers that I dealt with directly, and then they said they don't know right now who's going to be on the show, who's not. And then it just started falling apart, like mm-hmm. Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara, Britt Baker. Mm-hmm. So. Most I would have had ten headliners. Now I have four or five. But right, yeah, and some you know some of the fans were kind of upset about it. They and were very upset. you know, and I saw you, you know some of the interactions you were doing on social media, and you know, as soon as you would have a cancellation, it seemed like you were posting somebody right. who was who was the replacement. So right. I would say, like as a promoter, you've made every effort to do this, and this was certainly not something in your control, but. Right. Some of these fans were like really upset about it, right. like demanding their money back. And, you know, you you uh, sold us something that wasn't happening right. like you had any way to control this. No control. So so that's what I did. Like when I when I got wind of a cancellation as they came in, I, would, I was on the phone with vendors or another. You know, if it was my guess, I was calling someone to replace them just so I could perform for the people. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's hard because you can't please everyone. But I'm trying very hard. So that must have been a very stressful situation for yeah. you. I mean, that was a bad night. I didn't even know, finish watching Dynamite that night. I just, <laughs> <laughs> just, turning just my just I put on Facebook. I'm turning my phone off for the night. I'm, Take right. it out. Right. Everybody tomorrow. You know, and and because what could you do? I mean, because at that point they didn't know who was going to be able right. to honor their obligations or right. not, and you know, so there was kind of just wait and see. It was it was very very like deflating. It deflated. Oh, me. I, I can like, imagine, yeah, yeah. especially because you had some really Great. hot names in there. Great. You know, where there's a lot of buzz about, like you mentioned, Darby Allen. I mean, I think that's one that you know fans really were into seeing. And... The biggest heartbreak for most people, what I got from interacting was Britt Baker. Yeah. Everyone wanted to meet Britt Baker. Right. I wanted to meet Britt Baker. (laughs) (laughs) But so the next time that we're going to do one in February, I don't have a date yet. We're going to do it on Sunday. They don't have a pay-per-view lined up. So uh, Mm -hmm. Darby Allen and Sammy Guevara's agent said that I can bring I can have them for Celeb Fest 3. Oh, that's good. And I'm working on uh, Britt Baker and a couple of the other AEW people. So, and I'm going to actually discount the admission price. Mm -hmm. Next time to make everyone kind of make them feel a little bit better. So okay, there you go. Now, speaking of admission price, can you tell our listeners how that works? Like, is it a one ticket, like a yeah. ticket to get in the door? Tell so, us a little bit about that. So general admission is twenty dollars. That's on the website, and then we have a fast pass option, so you don't have to wait in any lines. First admission, and then also we, with the fast pass, you get to come in and sit 
and listen to the MCW podcast. And, hey, uh, that's right. a perk. Yeah. And then uh, you guys are selling individual tickets for the uh, Autumn Armageddon on mm-hmm. your guys' website. So everything's online. Okay. I would buy it pre-sale because day of taking cash is going to be insane and crazy time consuming and dirty right. so now each person <laughs> do you have uh each person that is doing the meet and greet uh you pay separately for that separately. or is there like a package you can do Se- those are separate or- we have some of those on sale online on the on the website some of the vendors didn't give me um links so they're just going to do cash only okay so if you want to pre-sale you can go to the website it's baltimorecelebfest.com that's uh for the jimmy's seafood crafties we're doing the night before okay uh some of the wrestler tickets are on sale there and the fast pass for the podcast and to get in f- soon first in and to not wait in any lots okay so the jimmy seafood thing that you mentioned for the friday night part the of it crab fest. yeah the crab fest tell us a little bit about that so okay. how people can get tickets so that's also on there and then we have we have uh, three different packages we have the general admission package for 100 that's all you can eat crabs pit beef pit ham pit turkey dessert Everything, chicken, ribs. Wow. Well, that's a bargain with crab right. prices these days. Yeah, making my mouth water. $100 just for crabs would be a bargain, to and be honest. And then we have the next one up is, it's $120. That's a, the crab feast and general mission to Celeb Fest. And then we have a VIP for 200 That's all you can eat, the everything all you can eat. Mm-hmm. You get in first 30 minutes before everyone else to Celeb Fest. And you get a wrestler to sit at your table while you're eating your crabs and stuff like that. Okay. Oh. Wow. That's very oh, interesting. Right. That's an interesting deal. So I it's like going to be a good weekend. We got the Crab Feast. We got the Celeb Fest. We have Autumn Armageddon. So there's stuff for everybody. And Sunday, everyone take off and relax. Well, I will I will, <laughs> I will. ask, since uh, we were rudely interrupted, uh, you never got a chance to finish telling anyone who you're, everyone that's going to be there, or as many as you can like, name off the okay. top of your head. But I'll start for you. Brian Johnson is number <laughs> one. Make sure we got to say him. Well, you know, <laughs> Brian Johnson's going to be a part of the MCW Autumn Armageddon. Correct. Is he? Yeah. Is he got a booth at the table as MCW champion, or he does not? Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm glad you said that when he was gone. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Jeez. So we have. And I hope I... he's out of the building. <laughs> Someone can walk me into my car. <laughs> <laughs> All three of us. Yeah. <laughs> so we have uh, the Steiner brothers, the Iconics, the Godfather, Sergeant Slaughter, uh, Kurt Angle. Man, there's so many. Is Duggan Dude, coming? No Duggan. No Duggan. Maybe next time. Right. Um, Wendy Richter, oh. Medusa, Rockin' Robin, Judy Martin, Leilani Kai. Oh, right oh, now. Okay. Killer Bees, Typhoon. Okay. Digging in the, yeah, in the Fred past Oppen. for them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rich the Swan. Oh, Richie. Richie will be in town. Yeah. Okay. His, young, his wife, Sue Young, will be there. Um, the Briscoe Brothers, the Beautiful People. So many, yeah. it's so many. I had to type all this for on my list of everyone that's going to be there. Hey, but that's on the you can they can look at the whole. List it's on the, the website. website yep, and mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. on the Facebook page, the Baltimore Celeb Fest two uh, Facebook page has everything. Boom. I mean, it's an opportunity that just keeps giving. You got right. you know the Jimmy's deal, us right. meeting all these uh, you know icons, not just the iconics, but these icons of the you know sport of professional wrestling. So it's really. Uh, just keeps a gift that keeps giving. I'm gonna have to get an updated picture with the Godfather. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, and the guy from uh, the A and E show, uh, his name's Steve Moran, the greatest wrestling collection guy that uh, Mick Foley went to. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I've seen that guy. Oh, yes. he is yeah. the best. He's gonna okay. be there. Uh, it's just so many people. Al Snow. Oh, he's fun. Yeah. yeah. 
and jacked all of a sudden. Have you seen yeah. Al Snow lately? Like, yeah. uh, he's really gotten himself in. Yeah. yeah. Almost. Well, he just rescued someone from drowning yep. or whatever. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So, old Al. Good thing he did then. Yeah. Brutus Beefcake. His names are just popping in now. But okay. The Booty Man. The Booty Man. <laughs> <laughs> what was the other one he did in WCW? Oh, Disciple. The Zodiac. The Zodiac. Yeah, the yes. Disciple. Yeah, he and did a Disciple. lot. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the Booty Man. Goodness. That's it's good. a lot. It's a lot. Is it like I said? There's generational people. There's current guys. Right. There's guys you know from way back in the day, eighties, nineties, mm-hmm. like a radio station, eighties, nineties, and today. <laughs> All the greatest hits. Well, and you know we're seeing some of these uh, previous generation wrestlers on TV again mm-hmm. each week. You know, with AEW, they're bringing. You know, they they've been using some people. I mean, um, I don't have cable, so I didn't watch it, but uh, I heard Sting had quite a great performance. Was that? Oh you yeah, know, not I too mean, not too long really ago. People were really putting yeah. that over over last weekend or whatever it was that Sting had a great performance and you know a man his age and you know so this I feel like it's a generational bridge going on right now you know where people that like we all grew up watching are now still out there and like you know if we have kids like our kids might be watching so I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. It's like that movie The Wrestler. Yes. Oh. Yes. I never yeah. realized how true that movie was until I went to a convention. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> to see yeah. the guys wheeling their bags in, yeah. And yeah. walking yeah. really bad, and I um, I bought that DVD for Bruiser for Christmas one year, and I thought he would really like it. And he watched about twenty minutes of it, and he's like, "I don't want to watch this," like <laughs> like literally, like he was mad about it. And I was like, "Why? I don't under like." Like, we have friends in this movie. How do you not yeah, want to watch this? And then I realized that by the time I got to the end, I was like, this is so real. Like, oh, yeah. This is so yeah. much. Like, I get why he didn't want to watch it. But at mm-hmm. the time, I was, like, thinking, how could you not want to watch this? And But that's why. You mm-hmm. know, it, it felt pretty real well, you know? if rj only watched the first 20 minutes of it he got through the best part which was me uh, <laughs> that, honestly you're probably the reason why he watched the first 20 minutes. yeah he's like okay i got larry's part out Let's like, go. Uh, all right. yeah yeah that was it just surprised me but yeah. it, it's interesting because i guess when you're in the business maybe you don't you know it changes how you see it anyway you know and yeah. um it you know all of us were fans, and then we became workers in the business. And so it does kind of change yeah. that relationship that you have. It doesn't take away your love of the business by any means, but it just kind of changes it's, things a little it's bit. It's different seeing Harley Race on your TV growing up and then seeing him with a colostomy bag or whatever. Right. That, you know what I mean? Like, bag, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, it's just like a, a huge, like, oh, that's right. You're, um, you're a human, too. You're like not right. this, yeah. this immortal icon. Um, that was my childhood, but you're in your 80s now, you know, right. so. Some of these people have not aged well. I mean, that's the reality yeah, of it's it. It's a hard I mean, life there's, on the road. There's yeah. going to be people who are at Celeb Fest who this may be the last time people get a chance to meet them or interact with them in that way. You know, I mean, that that's, people are getting older. They're, you know, and you had mentioned like with the Iron Sheik, you know, just the demands can't of travel, travel yeah. can't travel, you know, that's. I saw Abdul the Butcher in Philly. Uh, Just yeah, yeah. And he's hard he's, getting around. It's like mm-hmm. it's sad to see those guys like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. the worst part for me for this whole thing is sitting there and like I want to ask him all these questions and stuff I saw <laughs> on TV and what what really happened and smart right. marking them and I gotta stop myself and not do it. It's hard. <laughs> Hall yeah. of Famer Abby. A lot of people don't know Abdullah the Butcher's in the Hall of Fame. I did not, yeah. did not yeah. know. He's in the WWE Hall of Fame. Yeah. And if I don't I'm think a... he ever wrestled one match in WWE. He yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't, I can't remember them even televising it. Like, I remember he was in it. But uh-huh. I don't think they made, like, a big deal about it. Like, they brought yeah. him on the WrestleMania stage, but that was about it. 
He was a pioneer, and I guess that's why he's in the yeah Germany. pioneer oh, yeah. pioneer of hardcore. Right. Well, I mean, you gotta you gotta do some really good stuff if you were never in WWE, but you end up in their Hall of Fame. I mean, that's how <laughs> how it was with Sting, right? Well, I guess because then they because they bought everybody, so therefore, if yeah. you worked in another promotion by umbrella theory, you are now WWE. So, so I think that I mean it's maybe a tiny bit of a stretch there, but I get I own you. Get in here. The like logic, just, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I own you, therefore you can, <laughs> yeah. But then some I, people he won't put in that he should put right. in. Well, I'm, right. Yeah. Who would you say is on that list? There's a since lot you of brought it up. <laughs> um, there's a lot of people that he's probably not going to put in. Let's see. Probably people he had heat with, so he's never going to put them in. I'm surprised he put Sting in because all I'm those years he wouldn't come. I'm surprised he put Jeff Jarrett in. Yeah, that right. was the one that got me. I he fired him on live TV. <laughs> I was watching that night. It's crazy. Yeah. But he's in there. I'm completely drawing a blank right now. <laughs> I guess uh, Brian was making the little motion like this, and Macho Man Randy Savage isn't in the Hall of Fame just yet. Well, oh, that's definitely a big one. He should yeah. be in the Hall of Fame. Right. I don't think that the demolition will ever go into the Hall of Fame because no. they were a part of that concussion lawsuit. Mm -hmm. um, and they belong. Bill Eady definitely belongs. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Super Machine. Mass Superstar. Mm -hmm. A lot of gimmicks. Yeah. Eventually. Hopefully, eventually they won't have enough people to put in, so they'll have to. You know, like eventually, it's like you know, like class of twenty sixty seven demolition. Finally, well, you know, I mean, and Vince McMahon is not going to live forever, so you know, he may have tell him that he may have heat with people that other people, his predecessors, may not have heat with. So you know, I think that, I mean, as always in wrestling, never say never. So I'm sure that we will see some of these people eventually in the Honky Tonk Man he put in, and I never thought he would get in. They had some serious heat. Yeah. Yeah. But Coco in. Yeah. Coco beware. Yeah. Wasn't wasn't he like one of the first ones to go in, or am I thinking of someone else? No, I'm I think he was one of the first. He was one. Yeah. Yeah. I know Coco went in pretty early. Yeah. Well, the first class was 04, and I think it was Coco, Greg Valentine, Tito Santana. Yeah, all those guys. Yeah, mm -hmm. legends that could eventually be. A, I thought the logo was still there. Could eventually be. Uh, we had Edwards. Valentine and yeah. and uh, Tito Tito at the first mm -hmm. one at there the table go. together. Mm -hmm. That's one awesome. of the things I always. That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that Intercontinental yeah. Championship match was here in Baltimore. Wow. So right. Put them together. They did great. That's, That's awesome. Great. And you know, That's Tito awesome. shot the finish of that match. I did, did not you? know that. Oh, okay. So this is something that I learned in my kind of tutelage in the MCW Bone Breakers is that um, Tito was not supposed to win the Intercontinental Championship. He shot the finish or something happened where the ref had to count three. So Greg Valentine destroyed the Intercontinental Championship. I guess he, I don't know if those were still the days of putting deposits down on belts or something, but Yikes. he destroyed it after the match with a hammer. Um, and that's when they got a new, the sort of square Shawn Michaels the, the Intercontinental one, Championship. The one I love so much. I love that belt. So, I like that one, too. Yeah. So I had a signing yeah. with Tito, and I asked him about that match and everything, but I didn't, about the finish, he didn't say anything about the finish, but the show for, on A&E about the finding the relics and stuff like that, I said, what do you think that belt will be worth? He said, 30000 40000 because he ripped it in half, he beat it up. Yeah. Wow. And it was the last time they used it. That's right, yeah. yeah. They had to get a new belt because of that. Wow. So much history and wow to have them right next to each other, which is kind of like, kind of like what Virgil would be trying to set up if he was at the, you know, if he'd see the million dollar man's table, he'd be like, yeah, I want to be right next to him so that every time people go to meet the million dollar man, he's like, and Virgil, and right, me, you right. know, $20. <laughs> Can't blame a guy for trying after all these years. Love some Virgil. Me right, too. right. Mm.
Well, we were just talking about the Hall of Fame, and I, I wanted to say that I always enjoyed the Hall of Fame part of WrestleMania weekend, but not so much really in recent years. I don't know. Like, it, it's too long. I think I know what you mean. You know? Yeah. Like, I always enjoyed it because, you know, you got to hear from your childhood idols, you know, or whatever, people that you were a fan of, and you got to hear and see them being rewarded for something that they worked really hard at. But I feel like it just kind of has gotten longer, and then, you know, they weren't televising all of it, or, you know. I, I think I know what you mean. Yeah. It's, um, it's actually becoming an award show. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. And yeah. it wasn't that. They changed, that. They changed the feel yeah. of it completely. Yeah. Looking yeah. like the Grammys. And I, we I, don't like watching the Grammys. Right. We do Just not. by the choice of venue, the mm -hmm. way it was in, like, that, you know, kind of ballroomy type thing with the ornate, like, curtains yeah. and so forth. Yeah. I can, It just changed it for me. I don't know. And then they just talk forever. They talk forever, Like, honestly, yeah. I don't want to hear that. Like, 15, 20 minutes, get in, get out. You know, and then, like. And then you watch WrestleMania the next day. It's seven hours long. Or if it's a two-day WrestleMania. I mean, that's a, oh, that's yeah, a huge that commitment. I mean, yeah. WrestleMania weekend is a big commitment, especially if you're doing, like, a live thing. Oh, yeah. Um. And that was, I wanted to ask you about that as well. Do you see yourself doing something like that in future WrestleMania weekends? Um, actually, I did a small convention this year, WrestleMania weekend, and okay. I will never do it again. <laughs> <laughs> the travel, the, it was just people everywhere. It was insane. Tampa was crazy. Mm -hmm. No one wears a mask. Florida's crazy anyway. And it was just congested, and it was just crazy. Because we stayed on the airport, it was insane. I will never do I will go as a fan, but I mm -hmm. would never do a convention. Or It's just too much. Well, there's, I mean, and this was in a pandemic year, so right. if we go back two years ago even, or what, 2019, I guess, you know, there's just so many events. And I know, Larry, you've gone down there before for WrestleMania Week events. There's just show after show and, you know, meet yeah. and greets and conventions and everything. Everywhere. Every, right. It's it's a huge commitment. Everywhere. I know when we went down, when, you know, Bruiser and I took the kids and my mom, um, we made a list of, like, the different things that we were going to do because it's physically impossible to go to all of them. Mm -hmm. and, and this year it's in Dallas. Where it's going to be even more insane and more wow, crazy. Wow! Okay. Thanks for the reminder. Yep. <laughs> the AT and T Stadium, right? <laughs> yes. Oh God. Yeah. Oh my. So Dallas is big and congested. I'm not. I'm going to stay home and watch yeah. it. On right. TV like yeah. everyone else. Yeah, well, right. some of us have no choice. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but that's a bridge that we'll cross when we right. get there. Mm -hmm. Speaking of crossing a bridge, we need to cross one more for our last break right. for pause for internet station identification. Stay with us, fans. We're going to be right back here with Chad Clark of Celeb Fest. All right, everybody. We are back. Deacon Storm, Larry Legend, Kara. The heart. Or the heart. That's the heart. <laughs> yeah. We're still here with Chad. I, I feel like I'm sensing hostility. Like earlier, it was the lovely Tara, and now it's just Tara. Well, you start tripping during the break, but the lovely Tara. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, was it because I, I mentioned that you looked a little scared by Brian Johnson? See, why, why are we still talking about this? We're like three segments past it. Oh, I don't know. I mean, it's just that, you know, that look of fear in your eyes. I feel like it's just going to haunt me in my I will, sleep. I will maybe? never admit that it was a look of fear. It was more of a look of WTF. And you know what? I'm just going to get out of the way. Also fear. I'm, also I'm just fear. not. Yeah. You fear. weren't expecting also it. Fear. None of us were expecting it. And, and again, we just went up, you know, it's all the way back at the beginning, but we want to apologize okay. uh, to our guests this week and assure all of our future guests that we will not have the current champion. We'll make sure the door's locked, yeah, which should have been your job. Yeah, That's that, I heard that that was my fault. Out. Yeah, I'm well, sure that it was. It could have been. It probably. I did go I'm to the sure bathroom last. So. Yep, there you go. Yeah. See, <laughs> it was your fault. 
absolutely. Darn it. But uh, we've had Chad Clark here from Celeb Fest 2 coming up October 16th, so you can get your tickets to that. And if you missed the whole rundown, you need to go back and listen because he named off many, many celebrities that are going to be there. And remember, it's not just one day of meet and greet. We've got the Jimmy Seafood Crab Feast on Friday night. We've got Celeb Fest during the day. We've got a live recording of the MCW cast, and we will release the name or names of the people we'll be interviewing for that episode Ooh. soon. Hello. And then that evening, we'll be kicking off the first stop on our Autumn Armageddon tour. So That's yeah. right. And a, 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 a bevy of bangers uh, as far as our card is concerned that night. I'm really looking forward. Can you guess which match I want to see the most? <laughs> I don't have to guess. I already know. You. Let's see. Hmm. Could it be... This is a long shot. Could it be Action Andretti and Miles Hawkins? I was so disappointed that I was not in the studio <laughs> for both of those athletes joining us here on the MCW cast. But yes, because their exchange at MCW Bruiser Strong was so scintillating. And it was only about, what, 45 seconds. I mm -hmm. thought to myself, wow, I know that. You know, we want to see who's going to be crowned the new MCW champion, but I want to see these guys go at it all night long. Mm -hmm. Scintillating. Yeah. Scintillating. It was amazing. Well, <laughs> I mean, he's no, got very it, strong opinions about I, I like it. it. Yeah. I like it. So, yeah, Action Andretti and Miles Hawkins will be in action, and I think that uh, you are not the only fan who wants to see both of these gentlemen are getting a lot of buzz about them, you know, with our MCW faithful, and uh, they are really making a name for themselves here. So you are not alone in your uh, desire to see them. But I got to tell you, right on the heels of that, I'm looking forward to former last MCW Shane Shamrock Memorial Cup winner, Mr. Excellent Brandon Scott. And who is he going to be facing? Everybody's favorite, James Ellsworth. So that one's going to be uh going to be a good match. <laughs> yeah. Why is everybody looking at me? I, I don't know. I'm just out <laughs> there. It's going to be a good match. I got to tell you, I know Brandon Scott and I know that he knows how to give somebody what for. So if you're if you want to see Ellsworth get his his bell rung, okay? You're going to want to keep your eye on that one too. Yeah. But don't sleep on J Jimmy Dream. No, okay? I mean, there's no doubt about it that uh you know, a little bit of controversy follows him wherever he goes and you know, he's 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 done some questionable things here since he's arrived at MCW and he's yeah. cunning like a snake. That's another way to put it. Yes, I was being diplomatic yeah. and saying questionable. Well, I mean, sometimes you got to do what you got to do to get where you want to be, right? Yeah. Yeah. Crafty like a rat. Okay, also that. <laughs> so, you know, it is possible Brandon Scott will have had enough of that. Yeah. And I dare say maybe he'll be fed up. Oh, oh. I see what you did there. Oh, speaking of which, he got fed up taking on Seduce and Destroy, and we heard all about that last week. Yeah, Joe, Joe Keys, Keys had strong opinions about that, but I got to say, Fed Up has been missing in action for four years, and they made a surprise return in the uh, Bruiser Strong Rumble, and they got the, the biggest largest. pop of the night. So fans have been waiting to see Fed Up back in action, and here they are, first show officially back. And they've got themselves in a tag team title match against Seduce and Destroy. Right. And that pop you guys keep talking about, Joe Keys, man, he was livid. Yeah. He was livid last yeah, week. Very, very yeah. strong words very. about uh, C-Fed and G-Fed. Yes. Yeah, yeah he, he really did. He's, Joe Keys has done a lot of work to establish himself not only here in MCW Pro, but also branching out into places like Ring of Honor. Mm -hmm. He's all over the place. and. Yep. 
I guess in some regard, he had a little bit of a chip on his shoulder because he feels that he should be getting those types of accolades, those types of, yeah. you know, uh, He wants pops. his flowers. He wants his flowers yeah. now. You mm-hmm. know why he's still here. He thinks he deserves them. So we'll see what happens. Right, right. Well, speaking of flowers, you know, one of my favorite types of matches growing up was whenever you had a champion versus another champion. Oh, I love champion versus champion matches. Now, although both titles won't be on the line, we will have the current MCW Rage TV champion, Keikoa. That's right. Against someone that you're familiar with yeah. a little bit earlier tonight. And you too, Chad, talking about the MCW champion, the Mecca, right. Brian Johnson. Man, Mecca versus everybody, but he's going to be against Kakoa. At the Bitfield Sports Center, I am I'm looking very very much forward to it because in the history of like our shows in Hollywood, so I think mm-hmm. I can't remember the exact tour if it was Autumn Armageddon or Winter Blast, but uh, Brian Johnson and Kakoa faced off non-title matches at these mm-hmm. shows mm-hmm. and they completely tore the roof off mm-hmm. the place, even here in Joppa. So I'm really excited now. There was a title on the line for the first time between these two and both the champions. I can't even imagine what's going to come next. Can't even imagine. It's going to be amazing, though. Yeah, I can tell you this much. In a lot of a lot of people's eyes, Keikoa, you know, gifted that championship, that that MCW championship mm-hmm. to, you know, in honor of RJ, mm-hmm. to your family. Right. But a lot of people consider him the uncrowned MCW champion yeah. because that right. was a magnanimous gesture. Mm-hmm. It was a heartfelt gesture. But at the end of the day, in pro wrestling, unless your shoulders are pinned to the mat, That's one, true. two, three, or you're injured and you can't defend the belt, in a lot of people's eyes, you're the champion. So right, and then he came back after doing that first show, and what does he do? Captures the Rage Television, Rage Television champion. Which, so it's mm-hmm. so it's like something something here has to give. Right? Yeah, something's got to give. Yeah. yeah. What we, what about the ladies, Tara? Oh ladies. yeah, yeah. I personally night. am very excited for the special guest referee we're bringing in. Oh yeah, an huh? old friend of mine, someone I have a lot of history with. I'm talking about none other than Mickey James. She will be the special guest referee for the women's title match with Ray Lynn versus Gia Scott. Um, yeah. So, I, cool. and that's not our only ladies match. We've got Chelsea Green versus Tennille Dashwood as well. Two hey. impact stars yeah. coming mm-hmm. to do. Yeah, a I'm a big. Business. I've been a big fan of Tennille for a very long time. So I'm very excited. Okay, so you're doing that. All right. <laughs> so we got. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. So you I'm have, very excited. You have a type. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that's Women. not. Then that's not it. Like if that card wasn't enough, we still have. We've got Moses. Taking on Dirty Money. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Gonna be we a... haven't seen Dirty Money in a minute. He uh, he came back, was in the Rumble, looking snazzy and sharp as mm-hmm. ever. As Dirty Money does. That's right. Dirty That's Money right. does look snazzy and sharp until yeah. you get it in real close. Okay, that wasn't a read. All I right. Not... All right. <laughs> <laughs> and another person who thinks he looks snazzy and sharp. Um, would be none other than Andy Weinberg. Yes, <laughs> along with the King. He'll be coming out. Yep, with King McBride and. Uh, King McBride will be facing off against Ken Dixon. Uh, Ken was certainly one of the ones favored to win the Rumble, and he had a lot of the crowd support behind him. Yeah, We've watched the evolution of Ken Dixon from, you know, I dare say one of the most hated men in the MCW locker room and has come full circle to being that person that the fans are really behind. And we know how the fans feel about Andy Weinberg here. So, yeah. They well, do not like him. Right. They do not. It's yeah. hard to like someone that throws toilet paper at you. Like well, I mean, rules. okay, in his defense, sometimes the people here need it, so. Oh, okay, Tara. I, I'm just saying, I mean, obviously, Andy's not all bad. I have a bit of you know a what? history with him. Ex-girlfriend. Yes. That's what it is. So, you know, and some people here have questionable hygiene habits, so I'm, I'm going to cut him some slack on that. But You ain't wrong, though. You know, he does have colorful attire. He does. He's a very, you know, very colorful attire. Snazzy dresser, yeah. Individual. Right. Something right. did it. 
something got you there. So, <laughs> so that's that, that's the card for. Yeah. Our, right. uh, well, well, I have to ask Chad. Like, what what are you looking forward to most? Is there is there a match on that card that you always the ladies? Oh, <laughs> Chelsea Green, man after my own heart, right here. You're gonna get some of that right there. Boom. See, this week I got a dab. Last week I didn't. Oh. Who did you try to dab last Miles week? Miles Hawkins. He wasn't happy. Oh, good yeah. job, Miles. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't have given him that. He just no sold him completely. Yeah, yeah he good. He's good kind, boy. He kind of left me hanging there. I was on the ledge. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we've got a It's a great card. We've got a lot of good matches during the day. It's going to be spectacular with all of the uh, stars that you can meet and interact with. Hey, you know, mm-hmm. real quick, even though we have it as our lower third, hashtag AskMCWCast, we want to hear from you. What are you most looking forward to yeah. at MCW Autumn Ar- Armageddon? Let us know. Just tweet us at MCWCast2021 and let us know, and we'll share your comments on the cast. Uh, our Twitter's kind of been dormant. The MCW Pro proper Twitter has been really bubbling every yep. day, but I just feel like that the MCW cast Twitter doesn't get a lot of love. Tara issued a <laughs> challenge not too long ago. She Should said, I'm still safe. Yeah, no one has even interacted with her. I want someone to interact with Tara just so we can get her a profile picture or something so up I, there. So I turned notifications on for Twitter. And so now I get random alerts. Like today I got one that said, R. Kelly. My mom is is gone. And I was like, oh, someone's mom died. So I click on it, my notification, no idea who this person is. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm so confused how this works. I don't know why I'm getting random notifications about it's it's not someone I follow. It's not, it happens sometimes. So does Twitter just think I'm into this? Like, is it like one of those, like the for you sections? Like, like, yes, yes. You have to do that to start Twitter before, when you first start, you have to do the for you. You also have to choose like 10 people to follow off the rip. You don't just get to start. Correct. So maybe based on your 10 people, they're like, whatever your 10 people. I don't know because that was not the first. First, like death post that I got, and I'm like, oh great! So random people oh, so I their don't mom know did pass away. The mom did, yes. Somebody's oh, okay. mom somebody's did, mom but did. I don't know who because I don't know the person. Man, well they're probably watching. Good job. Tara. I'm so sorry. Good, sounds good like good not job. to trivialize oh, death gosh, or yeah. anything here, but Man. I just it's kind of spooky. Under, I don't understand <laughs> I Twitter. I don't today. like. Yeah. I just want to say one. I just <laughs> want to say one correct, thing yeah. to you. I want to say one thing to you. Okay. Okay. When I first started to experience Twitter on my phone, I did not like it either. I did not okay. like the look of it. I did not like the feel of it. I didn't understand. It wasn't until I got on Twitter on an iPad hmm. and that little tiny kind of screen that we have looking at hmm. our iPhones. I know you're an iPhone like I. Once it was spread out, I kind of started to hmm. immerse myself more in it. So I'm not saying go out and buy yourself an iPad or anything <laughs> like that. But maybe take a look. You... You have tablets. The kids have tablets. Yeah. Maybe take a look at the Twitter on the tablet and see if it changes anything. Maybe. I doubt well, it will, I'll but, keep it, but in mind. it did work on me. Once <laughs> okay. I had that screen that was condensed on my phone spread out, it kind of was like, okay, I think I kind of get this. Out. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't have the. You got this, Tara. I don't have the desire to <laughs> interact <laughs> in this way, but I will learn. Um, what I do want to say is that um, if you would like to interact in person with us, you can go to Hideaway Collectibles yeah, on Hollibird Avenue to pick up all of your uh, wrestling memorabilia. And if you are, uh, here's what I would do. If you are a true wrestling fan and you're heading over to Celeb Fest too, I would go to their website, Celeb Fest, and what it, it's 
BaltimoreCelebFest.com. Go there. Get that list of 53 stars or however many it is that are coming in. Make yourself a list. What Funko Pops are you missing? What collectibles? What action figures? What belts do you need signed? And then I would head over to Hideaway Collectibles and I would see what they have because if they don't have it, it probably doesn't exist. They've got everything you need. And you can pick up your tickets while you're there because they are, of course, our authorized ticket reseller. Woo. There. Hey, Chad, I'm going to throw this out to you. And this is coming out of left field, but it just kind of popped in my head. Do you think there would be a market, okay, for like um, like getting like Piper's kilt? Yes. You know, and getting that kind of in like a letterbox type yes. thing, Piper's boots, boss man's nightstick and anything people... ring worn is through the roof right now especially with that a and e show at wwe like oh, yeah. hidden treasures or whatever mm-hmm. it was yeah because I, I ask d- everyone all the hey you have anything laying around they're like they they already called they're coming by next season's already recording damn wow they're on it. wow yeah i i remember because for the fan access or mm-hmm. fan fest mm-hmm. andre's boots I remember was were on display. It's a huge, yeah, it's a yeah, huge, thing the that huge boots there. in yeah. the in the glass case, you know. And I'm, I was just thinking to myself, you know, that we've lost so many greats, mm-hmm. you know, over the years in this industry. Like, people, there's probably a, a huge market for people who want to just, you know, I never got to meet the big boss man or take a picture with him, but right. me myself, I'd probably stand right next to that de- direct Department of Corrections in Cobb County, Georgia <laughs> uniform, just to say, hey. You know, this was my guy when I was growing up. That's something else that's going to be probably at access now that the show is popular. They'll probably have some kind of display or all the hidden <laughs> treasures they were yeah. able to retire. Yeah. Because they are yeah. going to open a physical Hall of Fame soon, but I think they're going to have stuff that tours the WrestleMania. Access oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. That's that awesome. That would be really cool. Yeah. You know, that was the one thing that kept uh, Bruno San Martino out of the Hall of Fame. Was for that so didn't many exist? Years. Yeah, he was like, where Where do I go? Where do yeah. I take my grandkids to be yeah. like, oh, here's here's me in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I mean, I, that's a legitimate, you know, feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I have a legitimate feeling here, too. I'm excited. I know everybody else is excited for yeah. Celeb Fest. And, you know, I know we've talked exclusively about that, but we do have other upcoming shows that we're going to be oh, releasing yeah. information for. Yep. Especially we've got the Shane Shamrock Memorial Cup coming up. That's November 12th. November 12th, right. Um, so, yeah, we've got a lot going on. And, of course, you can get all that information on our website, mcwprowrestling.com. And I think. Hey, Chad, how do, yeah. if they want to connect to you, do you have a. Uh, we're social- on social media. We're on Facebook, IPO Sports Marketing, Baltimore Celeb Fest. And we have websites, BaltimoreCelebFest.com and IPO Sports Marketing.net. All right. And I have a real quick story if I can. Okay. Well, please. Go Actually, what brought me to MCW was Brian Hauser, Shane Shamrock. Oh. I went to high school with Brian. No kidding. The very first show ever at Patapsco Arena. He left me tickets. I went, I shot that photo. And I oh. shot the photo um, with him oh. at the belt. Back no wow. So two of the photos you shot the, have trophy. been on the Shamrock Cup trophy. Bro, yes. Wow. For all these years. Yes. Wow. That's what amazing. about a legacy there? Wow. That's yeah. what brought me to MCW. Everybody's connected. That's right. <laughs> That's absolutely right. That's well, really cool. With that said, it's been great connecting with all of you this week. For our special guests, Chad Clark, Deacon Storm, and the heart of MCW, Tara. I'm Larry Legend. We'll see you all right back here next Tuesday at 8 for another insightful edition of the MCW Cast.